0: We live in a time of tremendous opportunity for innovators, entrepreneurs, and those with skill and imagination, but it seems at every turn, there are forces that slow us down or get us off track. I believe you can trigger your independence and lead a flourishing life, be free to choose and live according to your own values. Join us in a conversation about big ideas in life, liberty, and the pursuit of your happiness. Welcome to... The John Riley Project. Okay. Hey, how are you doing, everybody? And we are live streaming here. This is the John Riley Project. And and this is a kind of a fun thing we're doing today. This is the first of what I hope to be a series of podcast episodes, calling these the, the JRP Happy Hour shows on Fridays at four. And we welcome all of our insiders, our former guests, friends of the podcast, listeners of the podcast, a chance for everyone else to get involved. And sure enough, who is my ground or ice breaking person to join me just as he always does it's Pete Neal how you doing Pete
1: very well I love being on the bleeding edge of technology
0: yeah you are every time you know so you were my first guest um you were my first guest where we did a double header if you will where we did those uh um, you know, those flow charts of the mind together. We've done so many things together on this podcast, so it's perfect that you're here with us. So, um so just to introduce it to people that happen to be watching or listening, this is a free form kind of a conversation. You know, a lot of times when I do the podcasts, if I have a guest, you know, a traditional guest, you know, they're going to be driving the discussion The the guest is going to have certain things they're going to bring to the table. Maybe they're a political candidate or an author or they're passionate about a particular issue. Um, when I do my solo podcast, obviously I come prepared with my own soapbox of things that I want to talk about. Well, when we do these happy hours, you know, this is just like a bunch of guys hanging out, you know, just kind of shooting the shit, having some fun. There is no agenda, there is no outline. This is totally unstructured and we can do whatever we want. And and it's meant to be fun. It's meant to get people in the the in the podcast community to just get them interacting and having some fun and, and kind of creating some community. And that's really what I'm trying to do. So how you doing, Pete?
1: I'm doing fine. And I'm, I'm loving this. Of course, I know that you're going to hit the you're going to hit some topical things. And uh, you've covered a couple of things that I pinged you about on the insiders group. Um, I right. put a couple of things up there just to, to see what kind of a reaction I'd get, and um, so I want to—I'd I'd like to touch on those. I'm sure you're going to touch on them. Um, well.
0: Well, you you had posted, if I recall, some wondering what I was going to end up saying about Afghanistan, and I ended up doing a podcast about that. And then you also posted some information, I think, about COVID, right? And and yes. about the 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 uh, Delta variant and the case rates and everything else. So th- those are well, great things to go. Where do you want to go first, Pete? Uh, yeah,
1: let's cover that one first because that came first. You know, the Afghan thing is only a week old. Uh, even though, in reality, it's over a hundred years old.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <clears throat> as Matthew more. pointed out, to, you know Matthew pointed out to us that you know the original border of Afghanistan was created by the British when the British Empire was doing that kind of stuff. Okay, right. Uh, they were the police force of the world's oceans at that time. I kind of poked them in the ribs about the French, you know, giving them a little bit of a problem, you know. So, and I understand that, you know, it, it is—it's a love-hate relationship over the English Channel. Uh, so that—that that, I'd like to uh, talk first about. Your podcast that you did on this, our governor and Alfred E. Newman. Oh no, you corrected me and said it's Newsom. So yeah, okay. The governor Newsom recall thing. Right. Um, <laughs> um and the only point I have there really is the fact that um He was on the literal bleeding edge of the COVID. I mean, California was one of the first states to deal with the unknown of what turned out to be COVID. We had people Mm -hmm. coming here uh, uh, on cruise ships. And, you know, I knew something was strange about the whole situation at the time when they were taking the people off the cruise ship and bringing them down to... The old Miramar, you know, air station now the Marine Corps base, and putting them in quarantine there. I said, "Yeah, that that doesn't fit with how things have been done in the past. Um, this is this is a step beyond." And I'm wondering if at that time, <clears throat> Alfred E. Newsom, um, you know, my you know, my political poke at him. Uh, what, me worry? <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> well, usually the, the he, Alfred he, E. Newman comparison always went to George W. Bush because they kind of look similar. You remember that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he, Newsom's pulled some bonehead mistakes. I mean, after he got all these requirements put out there, I mean, he went off to a party, you know? Yeah. So,
0: I mean. So he, that's the whole French laundry uh, incident.
1: Yeah. He. He doesn't think things thing clearly. You, you know, he's a lot like uh, Cruz in that respect. You know, he just doesn't. How is this going to be seen by my constituents that, that he never goes there?
0: So it's in, it's interesting because he seems to be so media aware. You know, he's he's kind of made for the television camera. Um, Gavin yeah. Newsome. So it, it is interesting that he could be so blind. To the idea of going to that French Laundry, I mean, even if there were, you know, maybe he thought there wouldn't be any TMZ people there, any paparazzi, but but even the people in that room were probably looking at him like a little bit quizzically, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I, I mean, he just had laid out the bombshell of what you, you know, have issues with and why you're in favor of the recall. I right. mean, that's that's fine you know but to me it just doesn't rise to the level of recall i mean we're spending gobs of money on this stupid election and it's yes, for a, a year
0: lot. it's yeah. for
1: a year you yeah. know i mean i uh i i i just can't see it so i'm voting uh, no on the recall yeah, I, it and I think I one X and that's it.
0: Well, I think your side's going to win. I think that Newsom will survive. It's going to probably be, you know, 55 to 45, something like that, maybe 60, 40. Um, there have been some polls that said New, Newsom was going to lose, but I yeah. still can't imagine that happening.
1: Well, you know, we'll we'll see when it all takes place. Of course, I'll be over in Hawaii for the, for the final day, so I won't be here to... Maybe I'll stay there, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, depending on what's going on with this this uh, COVID thing, we, we end up being, like, quarantined over there or something. Um, but, you, you, know, you know, what's interesting is, like, you, you had mentioned that it, does this rise to the level of being re a recall election and it's it's interesting how sometimes it's hard to separate whether it's rises to the level of recall versus how you're going to vote on the recall because right. people that that vote that are voting no almost every one of them thinks that it doesn't rise to the level of being a recall um but I've I often thought, I, t- I mean, t- from my perspective, it seems like it does rise to the level of recall and a person could still vote no. But, yeah. you know, I guess some people haven't gotten there. Yeah. But, you know, if it
1: had, in my opinion, gone to the level of, yeah, this guy really screwed up. OK, <laughs> Um, then I would I would say okay with the recall. Uh, but then the candidate that I'd vote for probably wouldn't get elected because I'm middle of the road, and there is just no middle-of-the-road politics right now. You've got to be left or you've got to be right in order to get anywhere, depending on the political climate of where you are. Yeah. Right. That's correct. So, uh, I mean, well- I... The graph I put on your website was the COVID phase, you know, the D strain or whatever they call it. I don't know. I, I don't remember. But the, the D variant Delta. Okay. Yeah. California has got a, a spectacular position. As a matter of fact, San Diego County made it to CNN News yesterday. Because we were the l- county with the lowest w- problem with hospitals in the nation. I mean, yay, San Diego. Well, Compare San Diego that to the Well, uh, Well.
0: Did he show up? I just want to say this. San-, I mean? San Diego was in the news recently also because of those protesters that were at the Board of Supervisors meeting. Did you see them? Yeah. And some of them were i mean you know they're they're anti anti-mandatory vaccine anti-mask kind of the hardcore people but there some of those people were just looney tunes and um i saw it, it made they, they were featured in stephen colbert's late night show in his monologue and he was mocking them and you're thinking oh great here's san diego just getting torched in the on the late right. night guy uh of the late night monologue um but yeah i think i remember hearing san diego had was it 70 percent that had been vaccinated it was Something like that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, comparing California to Florida and Texas, all right. There we we've got the other extreme from what Newsom did. Newsom went you're absolutely right, he went too far by shutting businesses down. I mean, a lot of my friends, their companies, it was strange to walk the halls of those buildings at the beginning of the COVID thing. Uh, I was really surprised at how they were getting their business operation going. And this is, you know, technology stuff. I'm not talking about a five and dime restaurant or anything like that. I'm talking about um, building equipment and stuff. But, yeah, I compare and contrast that to the other extreme. And I say, you know, yes, he screwed up. He went too far. But. The dividends that we're reaping now is not that bad. You know, it's, it's pretty good.
0: So the end justifies the means. I don't want to go there either. Okay. But <laughs> by happen, by
1: happen chance, it seems to have worked out. I mean, when you compare us to the Bay Area, you know, which I think is a little bit more liberal than we are down here. Okay. Um, they're not as good as San Diego right now. You know how do you explain that? I, I don't know. You know. so um, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to hit that topic because uh, actually, you surprised me with your yes vote. Uh, I said, "Boy, really? Yeah." yeah john John's no longer in the center. he's drifting off to one side here just throw him oh, a life
0: <laughs> but I think yeah again, I'm not left, and I'm not right and i didn't when i vote- i did vote yes, but I didn't vote and and choose Larry Elder or Kevin Faulkner or John Cox or any of the leading Republicans to replace him. I don't want that either um It's just like I said, I think, you know, he went too far shutting down people's livelihoods. You know, they had invested, you know, their their blood, sweat and tears and a ton of money. I understood. Yeah. But the um, the. To your other point, though, if the objective was to have the least amount of cases, you know, per capita, the least amount of deaths per capita from COVID, then, of course, you know, you, you basically want to shut as much of the economy down as you can. So people are isolated and the virus doesn't spread. But, um, you know, there's there are other competing objectives, um, you know, like maintaining civil liberties, as an example. Uh yeah. But in, again, like I think in the end, I think Newsom will survive. But hopefully, um, you know, this is this is scaring him a bit. You know, and he's got to be more careful. He's got to pay attention. And I I generally like that with recalls is that, you know, politicians are having their feet held to the fire, whether they're yeah. Republican or Democrat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the other thing that uh, popped up uh, of late here is how everybody is shocked about the Afghanistan situation. Hmm. And um, I'm surprised that people are surprised. You know? Uh, Anyway, I... I have never spoken about Afghanistan in the last 20 years. I have not engaged in any conversations. Uh, I support the troops. I support our military. But I never wanted to discuss the whys and the wherefores behind Afghanistan. So I just, if there was a conversation involved in it, I walked away from it. Okay, I just, I got a good excuse. I'm going out for a cigarette, you know. So. <laughs> right. And I just I just wouldn't be a part of that conversation because. Look, we could have gone after Osama bin Laden with their strikes. We did not have to go into Afghanistan. Would it have been solved in you know the time frame that they did. Uh, probably not. It probably would have taken us fifteen years to find the guy. All right. And but I think I think we would have got him anyway if we'd just done it via airstrike. Now, so and I'm going into a big pit hole here that I didn't want to get into because this this is a twenty year story of what we did wrong and in in my opinion but then I saw planes coming back from Vietnam when I was in the Navy I I rode on a couple of them and riding with the Army and the Marine Corps guys on those Air Force planes coming back to Hawaii on their way to the States most of them in bandages It was not a pleasant experience for me. I mean, my early 20s was sprinkled with some very long, not very enjoyable flights and less enjoyable for them than it was for me. I was just hitching a ride, you know. But um, war's a real thing. And when you leave a war, guess what? The guy you were fighting is going to celebrate and that started that started months ago and the fact that the Afghanis did not have an allegiance to their country and keep the Taliban in check and continue to fight the war they didn't want to fight the war, they've been fighting a war for 30, 40 years right You know They just Fine You know Take it I'm out of here Is is The attitude of a lot of people And yes They're making a big thing About the exit at the airport You know In Kabul And yes I see now That they're talking about Opening up other places To go in To people rendezvous To get them out I think that's an excellent plan But The border of Afghanistan is pretty porous. I bet you there's a lot of people running into Pakistan right now, you know. Oh, yeah. But nobody's covering that part of the story. You know, there may be on the other side of their political fence running into Iran. You know, I don't know where these people are going to go, but if they don't want to be in Afghanistan and around the Taliban, they've got exits that have always been there. So I'm not surprised. I'm not
0: surprised. Yeah, to your point that you said you're surprised that people are surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because whenever I I, mean, I don't care what situation you're in, when a war ends, it's never going to be clean. I mean, even yeah. even after World War Two with the Marshall Plan in in Europe and what we did in Japan and that reconstruction, granted, I wasn't alive back then, but I can't imagine that was very clean either. I mean, it, it was its own yeah. version of a mess. Um, right, because especially it, from it, the it, Japanese it, perspective. Yeah, yeah. So, in, in this case, with Afghanistan, it's a mess that we created. I mean, granted, it was messy to begin with, but we we you know threw gas on the fire, um, yeah. and and now you're surprised that it's a mess getting out. So, yeah. yeah, it's but it gives the it gives the news media something to obsess over, doesn't it? You know, oh, you the sure. At the airport and it's. You know, I've been
1: on the other side of a couple of news stories in my life, uh, one of which international in flavor, okay? And you listen to what the news says of that story. It's nowhere close to the truth. It never is, you know? Right. Um, The actual... The actual incident, they get it wrong by 15, 20 days. Now, I know what day it was on. It was my goddamn birthday. <laughs> you know, okay. I'm okay. never okay. going to forget that. But to go to the next month and say this took place in this month, and you got yada, 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 Oh, horrible thing. No, you're not, you're not even close. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, the news is for gathering information you should become aware of what's going on in the world that okay there's a there's something going on in the world we're pulling out of afghanistan the president ordered it it's not going smoothly it's all his fault no no it's the previous president's fault i mean don't listen to the editorializing that the news does just look at the facts of the incident and use your common sense and you'll know what's going on. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, it, it seems like but to so turn it into a political are... playground every time... Well, yeah, because that's, you know, you said there, there are no middle of the road politicians. You know, everything's so skewed left and right. So everyone's looking for the political angle where they can blame the other side. Uh, and that's what we're seeing with Afghanistan. Um, and you're right. It, it obfuscates the facts. We only or else we'll just cherry pick the facts to make, you know. <laughs> quote unquote our side look good and the other side look bad. But it's just yeah. silly. It, it is but it's in the same in the
1: same breath, John, we can't badmouth the press. All right. You can't bad badmouth Fox, you can't badmouth CNN, you can't badmouth all these the newspapers, the magazines, anybody that's trying to tell a story, trying to let you know Something's happening, their personal viewpoints are going to creep into it. Okay? And you just got to take that. Okay? But to, to badmouth them, I'll tell you what. You, when somebody starts doing that, I say, you go over there, you take the pictures and the videos so I can be informed. All right?
0: Who are they, who are they doing? For some, some people just get great joy in bashing the press. Right. And I think a lot of that was Trump and a lot of the Trump followers, you know, the fake media and all that. But to your point, um, I, I, I get no joy of bashing on the press and, you know, some of them maybe legitimately deserve bashing. But I always figure the right way to handle this is, is just, just to get your news from as broad of a range of sources as you can. And then distill the truth yourself, um, you know, because you've we've all got a, a brain. We can reason and we can filter out the nonsense. And when we see a story that's on Fox, that's on CNN, that's on MSNBC. We can identify, you know, roughly what the truth is.
1: Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it comes across in their manner of speaking. Um, this goes back, away, John. This goes back to my dad, and it's a bad habit that I, my family hates me for. Okay, <laughs> starting in you. the evening out. Oh, well, they they despise this characteristic because in the afternoon, late afternoon, I will watch four networks, national news. Right. And I tape some of them because they're on at the same time. But I'll watch mm-hmm. four different networks news the first 10 minutes. So I get the high points of the news story. All right. <laughs> but I get four, okay. di- I get four different perspectives. Right. Somewhere, somewhere in between of those four stories is the truth. All right. So I have to take my own personal experience and you Know the TV is tied up because dad's watching the news, so yeah. My three kids now, my grandkids. Uh, what it was, Eli was just here, he's five years old, he had a show he wanted to watch. And I said, No, I'm watching the news, Eli. <laughs> Go play somewhere, you know. Yeah, but you know. <laughs>
0: But that, that takes a great deal of effort, especially if they're all on the same time. You know, just getting ten minutes here, ten minutes there. Um, are there any general rules that you've learned by doing that?
1: Was it Mark Twain said, it. I "Only believe half of what you see."
0: <laughs> yeah, you it know, I, I've heard of wasn't that something? Is something like that, right? Um, yeah. Well, lies, damn lies and statisticians or something like that is another one of yes. his. Yeah. Uh, the the the. Um I, I've heard of some people that have done similar things. Like whenever there's a particularly hot news story, they'll notice that that news story is being kicked off at the, as a top story on like three or four major networks. But there's always one network that it, it's not even on their radar. You know, they don't even cover it at all. And there, it's usually when people are pointing the finger at Fox. Um, right. but, uh You know, but it is, I mean, that's probably the sort of thing you're going to see. And I'd imagine you probably see the reverse of that, where it's the number one issue for conservatives, and it's not even on the liberal network's radar. So, right. you know, it, right. it goes both ways. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, that those are the two major things I wanted to talk about, and I'm sorry I haven't been following your podcast for a month. We've had um, time. R- yeah, yeah, I had Eli and Bara and Nick here. Nick did the podcast with you on mindfulness. Yeah. Um, I, I've had work going on. Oh, that was a unique thing. I got to tell you this story. Um, oh, no, I'm going to skip to something more we have even more in common with. Ancestry. Okay, good. Oh, good. All right. I uh, visited a cousin of mine who happened to be visiting up in the L.A. area. I went up and had lunch with her. Okay. We are cousins from 1750
0: era. Oh, wow. Yep. That's your common ancestor from that time frame? <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the story, right? I
1: think I've told you this story about... I went back to the 1750s in my ancestry search, and there was a chance that we could be descended from the Irish. Oh, yeah. Did I I tell you
0: that story? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be. Your your mother didn't like that angle.
1: Right. My mom (laughs) shut it down. She says, you stop doing this. You know, you're out of the trust fund if you don't stop (laughs) doing this. So. I had to put a kibosh on it. But what had gotten my attention was a family that I was directly related to, where in this church census, which was taken on you know a fairly regular basis, the husband and the wife and the eldest child spelled their name N-I-E-L-D. Right. The three youngest children spelled it N-E-I-L-D, and that was my relative. All right. The I and the
0: E were flipped mid-family. Okay. So some kind of a strategic course correction.
1: Well, the discussion we had at the time is that There's the O'Neill clan In Ireland North Eastern Ireland Is the O'Neill clan N-I-E-L Okay So The supposition was that, That this was a family Who had escaped from Ireland Come from the UK Subjugated by the UK citizens Right and therefore, not in a good position. They were lowest of the lowest class. Okay. So what they did was they changed the spelling of their children's name so their children's name wouldn't have a problem. All right. They would be accepted as English because E E I was more uh, Germanic than it was Ireland and, and yes England got invaded by the Ericsons and all that sort of stuff so <clears throat> but I got to have lunch with Diana Niled and she pronounced it that way oh. N-I-E-L-D she's oh. descended from the eldest kid in the family
0: Interesting. So this was a Nile. Okay. How did yeah. you connect with her? Would you did you find How did you find her? Um she
1: found me. And when okay. the whole story hit, my mom, mom's passed away. So I've restarted my digs into ancestry. All right. Okay. And When I when she contacted me, I mean that was the inspiration to redo it. So I'm back into the ancestry thing, but I'm only doing the male side of the family. I'm holding everything else in reserve, and they're going to flesh it out. We'll find somebody else to flesh it out. But the Neild male side of the family is fascinating for over two hundred years. The family did not leave the Warrington area. They lived within 6 miles of each other. Yeah. 200 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. My family has not stayed put <laughs> in the last 50 years. My dad, right. my dad left Yeah, my dad left the UK for Canada in 1933. All right, came to the United States in 1949 48 I was born here in New York in New York so I was born in the USA and then my son moved to the Czech Republic he's starting all over again
0: <laughs> yeah. right right so
1: so yeah we haven't stayed put at all for the last 50 hundred years or so but up until 1933 the the Neils were less than six miles away from each other.
0: You know, um, that's consistent with what my research has shown, because my family all goes back to the very, very southern part of Ireland. And I go back multiple generations where they're just all in this one tiny area on this little itty bitty peninsula that jetis, jetties out in southern um, Ireland. And they didn't go anywhere. But, you know, it's probably the, the result of the fact that traveling was a lot harder back then. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and. Yeah people were not, I think eventually our ancestors came to North America and then that's when they became a lot more um, adventure seekers and travelers. But prior to that, travel probably wasn't a big deal unless, you know, they were getting kicked out of someplace by some foreign army, you know, otherwise yeah. they just stayed. Yeah. That's great that Amazing. you met her and she Niled, Niled. I like that. That's a good story. Yeah. I'm kneeled she's Nile right interesting right
1: <laughs> and she got to ride calypso
0: <laughs> oh good okay well now she's really a member of the family <laughs> right now <laughs> she's been baptized right. in your own in your own special way well good right. right um let me just throw this out on the table you know um, we're both uh, locals here in the town of Poway any comments about what's going on around town do you not want to go there or I just thought I'd
1: the fire department CPR issue pick, yes. or the, the fire department anything. or
0: the pit? Any, anything. 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 Any, anything on your mind locally. That's what I am want to get at.
1: Um, Being as though next year I may be throwing my hat in the ring, I'm going to uh, just say that I'm still interested in hearing from lots of people because I want to know what they care about Specifically from the district one perspective, if you get what I'm
0: saying, I do get what you're saying. This is, this was your campaign strategy in 18. Um, yeah. and your whole philosophy of governing, right. um, just being a representative. I mean, I love the people of power. Mm-hmm.
1: I really do love the people of Poway. Yes, we have our polarizations. Okay. Um, but I need to hear what those polarizations are, because this is a representative government. You need to be represented. Even if, even if you are a 5%, you still got to be heard. All right? And that's what I'm after. So uh, the other choice is, and I'm thinking about this, that my son's urging. That I organize or represent us in, in Poway. Ah. Okay. All right. So I'm thinking about that as well. But damn it, there's some real mistakes that have been made, and there's some things that we have to do to move forward in Poway. And the only thing I will say is what do people want to do about the pit? Oh. All right.
0: Yeah, that's a mess.
1: Uh, I mean, thank God, Mary Shepherdson and a few others spoke up, and we got the sidewalk back. Okay, right. So now you can now you can walk by the green mesh fencing and look down inside and say, "Man, they left a lot of shit down
0: there." Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, that that whole thing is a problem. Um, and there's really no solution, really, that's being discussed, as far as we know, at least not publicly. What a not,
1: No, not publicly, but somebody's going to build there, John. Yeah. There, there's, there's, enough, there's enough there to. Um, but funding is an interesting situation going on right now. You watch the stock market again today. Yeah. No,
0: what happened? Was it up it's, or was it down? I don't even know.
1: It's down. It's the second day in a row now it's down. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what that has meant in the past is the people who have money to invest somewhere, they go looking at other things to invest in rather than the things that commonly make the Dow go up. So maybe there'll be some cash around for somebody to say, oh, let's go finish that. You know. Right. You know, you don't know where it's going to uh, the company that I'm working for got funded and I'm happy about that. that oh,
0: good for you. That's that's great yeah, news.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm actually can spend another year or two looking at squiggles, you know. So, <laughs> that's what they call You're it. I, I'm 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 the doctor of squiggles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're looking yeah. at that brain waves, right? Yeah, well, yeah, or actually the 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 blood pressure as it flows through the brain. If I we're remember. looking
1: at we're looking at the uh, you got two primary forces. This is going into the other podcast. Everybody, yeah. there's a podcast on the Heart Force Science <laughs> Group. You can watch that, but yeah. this is a derivative because the Heart Force Science Group is going after the force. And there's two right. forces that enter into the head naturally. It's the blood flow and it's and the respiration. Okay. Right. But they're looking at it for this particular company is looking at it for specific issues at the EMT level. Okay. Mm, this is a device right. that EMTs will have that they can put on a patient and then get them to the closest correct hospital. Right. One thing that one thing that's happened in COVID is the ambulances are parked out front because there's no room at that particular hospital. But the EMTs drive to that hospital because it was the closest one for that particular issue from where they picked the patient up. But they sit there until they get redirected. Well, Yeah. So time, time of care comes into play very quickly. And if you're eroding it with weights at the hospital, okay, that's not good. So the device that this company's making is going to shorten the time so that the EMTs will have an instrument that'll say, take them to this place. You know, so Uh,
0: that's that's awesome. I mean, that's going to that's going to save a lot of people's lives. Let's hope. Um, That's
1: my objective. I want. I want to save somebody's life before I die.
0: Okay. Well, you're on track. Okay. You know, you got. You're working on the right kind of technology. But good for you for having your company getting funded. That that gives your company more life, right? To fight the good fight. But, you know, I I just want to go back to another comment you made earlier that you're still giving serious consideration to being a candidate in 2022. I'm happy to hear that. Um, I'm 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 hopeful that you're going to put your hat in the ring again because you bring a lot to the table, um, you know, in that process. But I will say this is I think it's going to be damn competitive Um, The district that you live in. And I think even the district that I live in, I think, is going to be competitive because those are the two that are coming up. Um. So yeah. you know, we'll see how it all sorts out. But I'm happy for you.
1: I mean, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not refusing to answer your question. Okay. No, I, I don't want to reveal what I think because right. people will automatically tattoo me on the forehead. Don't vote for him because he feels this way. Right. No, that's not the point. I, I got gray hair i got lots of time i can be a city councilman all right right i don't have kids running around the house i can focus all right on what needs to be done and i want to hear from the people in my district what do they want to have done so what i feel about it means nothing
0: (laughs) I, I think that strategy is refreshing, um, and it's something that a lot of people would really enjoy hearing. But I will say this, just being really honest, is I think it's going to frustrate other voters, you know, because they expect po- political candidates to take stands on issues. Um, so hopefully you got enough enlightened people that get it, that understand what you're trying to do, because what you are trying to do is very noble. Um, it's just going to take some effort to get people to understand it. Right. So good for you. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, that season, the political season here locally, that's like less than a year. It's going to get started. You know, it's not far away.
1: I'm going to start making my moves. Remember, I live on candy canes, so I am focused on Christmas. <laughs> No. Right. Okay. So after Christmas that's when I will start to get up there. Okay.
0: There you go. So that makes sense. From now
1: from now to Christmas uh Nick Barra and Eli are coming back for Christmas, so that'll be cool. Um yeah. So I'm focused on Christmas right now. Not right on. not near ter- not near term. My near term is Hawaii. Okay. okay.
0: Are you going back to Maui?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Good.
1: Mike and I, Mike and I, are going to do Haleakala.
0: Oh, remember the podcast we just did? Yeah, yes, I do. So this is going to be a very, very special uh, trip for you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. Except we're doing it in a Corvette, no motorcycles this time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, good for you.
1: I've got the Corvette um, Reserved. I'm all set to go.
0: That's awesome. So you're going to be there in September. Yeah. 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 That's like not yeah. too far away. So Good on you. Yeah. So oh. how do you like – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you go. I was going to I sneak
1: gonna Calypso take- in there, but I'll wait a few minutes. <laughs>
0: There's always an opportunity to sneak Calypso in. Um, I just want to ask you, how do you think this is going? This sort of happy hour idea and, you know, maybe doing this on Fridays. What do you think about it?
1: I wish that Matthew had joined us. Right. Uh, Can you tell if anybody's watching us right now?
0: Yeah, yeah, we we've had people, you know. It's kind of they, they look in, they check in, they hang with us for a while, they check out. I can see the numbers moving a little bit. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, was, all my Yuri, are like that.
1: Yuri, one of my political partners. I'd like to see hear seen from him, see what he had to I say. Agree. Um, and of course, Mike Divine. I'd I'd love to hear what he oh. had to say. But, yeah.
0: Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Well. I think, you know, you're the icebreaker, right? So, you know, like when we started the podcast, you were my first guest and then we got some momentum with guests and it became more and more popular. And I think with this happy hour idea, you're breaking the ice and yep. hopefully the word gets out and you you start talking to people. I'm talking to people and uh, people understand what this is about. So this is about people that enjoy the podcast. They can come on and they can be a part of it and they can be part of the community and they can sound off and share their thoughts and opinions. We can ask each other questions and, uh, and have fun doing it.
1: All right. Now I wanted to I was kind of hoping it was going to be uh zoom, but you've got this other one. So I've got to go out now to, um, one of the stores here in town, notice I don't say any names, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go one of the yardage stores in town, and I'm going to get myself a green screen, so you don't have okay. to put it up with Clipso in the background. Okay. But um, I, I got a hell of a kick out of my grandson, Eli. I got to tell you this story. I like very subdued music, pastoral music, you know. And uh, my grandson, Eli, took a liking to one piece of music that I like to listen to. Uh, Memories of My Dreams is the name of the song. And he associated that with writing in Calypso. And I said, Oh nice. Man, that kid is so smart. He's working on
0: his inheritance. <laughs> you yes. know Yes, he is. He's pushing the right buttons.
1: Yeah. He's pushing the right button, right? Yeah, so, he is. You
0: know.
1: So I you know, I I did that. I I I made a video of him sitting in the front of the car going bouncing his head in tune to the music, you know, and you know, enjoying the scenery and stuff. And then my eldest son says, you know, you never talked about Calypso and Davy Jones. And I said, why should I? You know, and he says, well, there's the story about Calypso and Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, Pirates of the Caribbean was that series of movies that came out long before I bought Calypso. Right. Calypso was a figment. Yeah. and uh, but Jesse, he he brought it up to me and says, "Damn it, I got to dig into this. I got to figure out, you know, what is he talking about." So, um, I looked it up, and damned if it doesn't connect. So I had to put a new page on Calypso's web page <laughs> that shows the tie between Calypso, Davy Jones, and me. Now, one of the things that popped out of that, one of my favorite artists, the music I like, you know, from things like Interstellar and stuff like that, is Hans Zimmer. Hans okay. Zimmer did the music for Pirates of the Caribbean. Right on. Okay, there you go.
0: So and he's got
1: connects. a song. And he's got a song in that movie. <laughs> called Davy Jones and it's about Davy Jones's love of Calypso I said, that's great <laughs> you know <laughs> the parallels are amazing so yeah I'll, I'll put the link on John your insiders group so people can visit the page
0: Oh yeah, please do because I'd like to go check that out as well. Um, yeah, I just remember from all the you know the Johnny Depp movies of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and they show Davy Jones there, but he's like a, a humanoid pirate, but with like a face like a a squid or an octopus or something. So, yeah, is that yep, yep yep? Hang on. Was that just a creation for that movie? Technology. Yeah.
1: Hang on a second here. Yeah see if I can do this. I'm going to see if I can exercise your technology here a little bit. Right? Okay, please do. See how good this thing works. Because I'm going to share my screen. I'm sitting here in my office, you know, and that's why I got this. I don't want everybody to see all my stuff in my office. You know, I'm, I'm protected <laughs> of that. All I right, understand. now. All right. Share. Share screen. Okay. Is it working? Yeah, hang on. Share screen. There it is. Share. Can you see it? I can. All right. So this is the one that I'm talking about right here. Davy Jones and Calypso. All right. Anyway, I'm going to skip ahead to where that's the guy you're talking about.
0: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah.
1: Anyway, (laughs) i got to stop that. But success for this type of podcast now. Yeah, right on. All right. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm back to normal. Okay. And there we go. We're back to normal. So people can share their screens in this particular method. Yes. But, uh, you know i didn't get the background i wanted to get
0: well you know the uh, yeah i have a green screen i haven't been using it i have it tucked away in the in the closet if you want to borrow it you're welcome to um but you can buy them on amazon and you can get the green felt and then that you can also buy these very inexpensive um you know kind of like racks that you can attach the green screen to um but you saw it in my studio, right? I mean, it's huge. It yeah. took up like a whole yeah. wall. Um, yeah. But it's really fun to play around with. You know, there's a lot you can do with it.
1: Well, the question is for me, do I want to spend the money for a legit green screen when I'm only on a podcast once every six
0: months or so? Well, yeah. you're welcome to borrow it because right now it's just sitting idle in my closet. Because I, All right. I, I well, just here. assembled it.
1: I'm going to share my screen again. I want to share the screen that I'm on. To... Go, Come on.
0: <laughs> oh wait. It's not going <laughs> out right here, right? Oh, wait. Uh, No, I I've got to, It's up to me. Oh yeah, that's the one from the submarine. That's
1: the that's the ballast control panel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, a so that's what away. I
1: that's what i want to use and of course i also get the bridge of the millennial falcon so
0: that's another one i can use on occasion that's a good one too <laughs> all right okay back well pete this was fun i mean thanks for you know breaking the ice um you know let's we'll, we'll, let's pencil it in for next friday at four and yep. uh, let's spread the word and see if we get some more people to participate
1: Yep. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I got all my stuff cleared off my agenda.
0: You no, know, you know I'm the one that always does all the talking usually, and that's not the intent of this particular piece. Um, but I made a list of potential things to talk about. There was the, you know, the Amazon Fresh store in Poway, the firefighters, the outposts, the gas line on Pomerado Road, um, some of the yeah, things in our under- school
1: Those metal plates are horrific right now on Calypso's tires.
0: Oh, God, I swear you, for like a low-profile vehicle, that's got to be awful. Um, Yeah. And uh, but I have to go on that daily. <laughs> you know I'm dealing with that. Um, and then the other local topic was w- was with um, our local school district and you know whether they're going to be forcing the kids to wear masks or not. And there was some chirping on social media about that. Um, but then I had like some national topics that might be worth talking about. We already hit on COVID, Afghanistan. Um, we didn't get into you know the there's the, the other big. Story is kind of big, but it's the the new Jeopardy host is stepping down now after really appointing himself. That's kind of making a bit of a buzz. Um, yeah. We talked about the recall. Hey, and I got a new battery for my car, which I'm excited about. Because um, they've been replacing batteries on all these electric vehicles because they're afraid they're going to catch on fire, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So for the last like three or so months, I've been only able to charge my car up to eighty percent. You know, to keep it as safe as possible. Well, they right. finally put in a new battery a couple of days ago, and so now I can charge all the way back up to 100. So I'm happy. And I replaced, that.
1: I replaced the battery in Calypso's key fob.
0: Oh, you did. Okay, it <laughs> means you 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 were <laughs> pushing you that so button th- a lot over the years.
1: Well, you don't realize how important that key fob is until it doesn't have any power and you can't even get it in your own car. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway. And, yeah, I'm going to send that podcast that you did to my sister out in Richmond because they're building a house. And they just got asked the question how they want to wire the garage. Do they want to wire the garage for an EV? Mm. So it's a two-bay garage. So I may be hitting you up for some recommendations.
0: Okay. I'm happy to share what I know. Uh, It's always good to see more people adopting uh, electric vehicle technology. So, I mean, if they can't drive a Corvette, then they may as well be driving an EV, right?
1: Yeah. I'll tell you that. The the Teslas give me a run for my runny. They're, they're when Teslas first came out, the people were very conservative. Now they're pretty damn they they are quick. <laughs> oh God, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're like a slot car. That's how fast they are. You know, it's similar yeah. technology. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm overjoyed with my vehicle, but my lease on my car is up in April, and so I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to get next. And now with you know the, this, these computer chip shortage going on with cars, they're still not making new ones mu- uh, uh, as much. Oh, hey, look look who's on the live stream. Mike Polite joined us. Hey guys, hey. All right. So I'll say this, you know, I'll share this with you, Mike. I was just telling Pete that we're going to try to do these. Every Friday around four And what this is Just like a hangout It's like a happy hour Bunch of guys (laughs) Bunch of women Whatever You know Everyone join in That's a fan of the podcast Likes talking about stuff And there's no agenda There's um, There's no plan It's totally free form And we just have fun And this is a chance for Listeners and viewers of the podcast To participate in the community So it's Everyone isn't just listening to me Or my guests so, uh, Mike, we'd love to have you. Uh, so, Pencil... Hey, and Mike, paper. Go, Mike, go to my
1: Facebook. Yeah, Mike, go to my Facebook page. You'll see the uh, link to... Uh, so you can get your face up here. <laughs> and by the way, Mike Polite, you still owe me a description for my people page on Calypso's website. So. Well,
0: I'm posting the link... Here in the chat. All right. So if people want to join in, that's the link, and they can join us. We'll see if Mike wants to. Mike might be busy. We're putting him on the spot.
1: He's always busy. Yeah. I always, look, when he was my sales guy. Mm Mm-hmm. It always took me about three minutes to get his full attention. But once I had his full attention, right? He, he was he was all over the, whatever the subject matter was, right? right? But, but he was always trying to keep about seven or eight people that he was working, you know, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Remember the guy? What was it? Ed Sullivan with with the plates and the sticks you know <laughs> keep it. well that was mike cole at work was going around making sure none of the plates hit the floor
0: <laughs> yeah he's up there spinning them and go to the next one and spinning them yeah yeah i hear you yeah all right all right all right, all right. so uh, ha- oh there he is All right. Mike, join him. Hey guys. Hey Hey, Mike.
1: Wait, wait a second. There's my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Let me
2: kind of center myself here. Okay. There we go. What's up?
1: Yeah. All right. Tell me about allocation and constraint.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Matt today? It's funny. Uh So, you know, I'm still, like, in touch with all those guys, right, like, at the dealerships and stuff. Right. And um, they're, like, it's kind of like a love-hate relationship with what's going on right now with the shortage because, you know, the demand has gone up for the cars and supply has gone down. So, cars are selling for well over MSRP um, new. Um, At my wife's dealership, she was telling me the other day that they started putting pre-owned cars on the showroom. Because they have tens of new cars available, tens of new cars and low tens. I don't mean like there's sixty available right I mean there's no like I know I know yeah. across models. so wow. it's 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 not a it's not a pretty situation anywhere anywhere yeah, when I went, um, well, except for maybe like the low lower volume manufacturers, I think they're like I haven't heard of like a Tesla Plaid Model S shortage, Um, so that might be a fun option for people who want you know the fastest production sedan available on the market right now. Um, Well, John's after an EV. Tell tell John John's after an EV. So that's the one I'm after. Really? Yeah. I decided to be responsible and get four doors. (laughs) So, yeah, I figured out why they call it the plaid, Pete. You'll like this. So you know how there's a, okay, so on the the Tesla, there's a display, right, uh, behind the steering wheel. And it's got hash marks for you crossing certain distances on the street that as you go faster, they move by faster. That car is so fast that at high speeds, those hash marks are coming by so fast, the screen just looks plaid. That's why it's called the, the
0: Model S plaid. That's awesome.
2: It is fast. It is a very fast car.
0: Yeah. What's the, what's the MSRP a- on that?
2: Um, I think it's around 120,000. Okay. Uh, I might be mistaken, might be 140. I, well, I want to say it's 120, 125. Yeah. You can get into the new Model S for about 80 right now, mm-hmm. but the plaid version is about 120. Wow. The lease is only like $1,600 a month with like 10 grand down, though, John. So
0: <laughs> hey, it's chump change. Yeah, yeah. Easy come, <laughs> easy go, you know?
2: Yeah. You got to spend it on something.
0: Yeah, I'm I am i am leasing my EV. I have a, a Kona. Um, a, a Hyundai Kona, and my leases are going to end in April of next year, and I'm worried that there's not going to be enough inventory of some of these newer EVs. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I I might want to stay on my lease if I have that option. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm kind of that's a a, worried the
2: cool about thing, um, and it's not just with EVs. But, you know, everything's being affected by it. So, what a lot of the captive banks are doing is they're actually offering their lessees extensions um, mm. just to stay in the car a little longer until the car they want becomes available if they're going to stay in brand. If you're not going to stay in uh, brand, then yeah. they don't, <clears throat> don't want to uh, talk too much to you. They want That's their car uh, back.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah they drive valuable as a
2: used car.
1: Right. Yeah, hey, we'll Mike, Mike, I'm going to share yeah. my screen here so you can see what I'm going to be driving here in a couple of weeks. Okay.
2: Hey, the C-8. Are you yep. are you swapping out Calypso?
1: Nope. Nope. Well, what's the story behind that? <laughs> well, I got a uh, uh, obligation I have to complete, and that is I have to uh, go to the top of the Haleakala crater on Maui with my friend Mike Smith. And uh, we had a podcast on that story that leads to that obligation. So, because we're not doing it in motorcycles, I said I gotta do it in a Corvette. So, using Turo, I went and found a blue C8. <laughs> For a that'll be interesting. yeah
2: that'll be interesting especially with the the mid-engine configuration there I'm sure you'll have yep. fun
1: with that yep. yeah so we're going we're gonna to go to the top of haleakala and Mike Mike Smith and I and uh, I will do a video for Facebook from there well that'll be cool so-
0: Right on. Now, getting a, a rental car in Hawaii just in general is probably difficult and expensive, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't want to know what I'm paying for this.
0: <laughs> I know it's probably a lot. Hey, Kevin McNamara on the live stream says, Peter, you rock. <laughs> well, tell <laughs> me. See you, Kevin. Send him the link. Come on, Kevin get get your face up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, the link is in the uh in the uh the chat window if you want to join us go. on the live stream.
1: I mean, this is the closest I've been to a barroom conversation in
0: years. <laughs>
2: Man. Good. I haven't I haven't had that type of conversation in a long time with this pandemic. I'm still yeah. social distancing and and doing that whole thing, so Yeah. It's hey, um
0: Mike, tell me a little bit about, I mean, you started your own marketing agency and it's got Mm -hmm. artificial intelligence as a big part of it. I mean, tell me the story of what you're doing.
2: Yeah. So, you know, that kind of came about, it kind of organically came from what I was doing as a salesman and as a, a sales manager in the car business. And that was lead generation. Um, I mm-hmm. sold a bunch of cars because of my activities on Facebook. Well, uh, be it, you know, just the organic posting or, you know, producing the paid ads um, to generate that traffic. Um, when the pandemic hit and I was furloughed from Mercedes, I was left with a lot of time on my hands. And, and, you know, I kind of always said, you know, if, I I wish I had the time to really do this. Right. And then here was this terrible opportunity Hmm. for me to pour the time into that. And that's what I ended up doing. Um, I I poured a bunch of time into it. um, And which ended up being a lot of missteps and going in the wrong direction and uh, mistakes that cost a lot of money. Um, but we were able to find our, our niche and, and really go deep, um, with that. Um, we actually transitioned. So we, we went into, we started with web development, um, for a lot of it to, we were doing lead generation websites, um, for service industry folks. So I, I think the first website actually uh, got rid of it recently. So the first website we actually did was alcoholjunkpros.com.
0: Service industry
2: folks. So, so we we literally um, just built a website. You know, it was generating leads just from organic traffic. And we were selling those leads to the different junk hauling providing services here in San Diego Um, that went, that was, that went okay. For a while, and then, but then, you know, finding new customers for that became pretty difficult. Um, so then we pivoted more into paid um, lead generation, and so there's an interesting uh, thing that kind of happened where there's a dealership that I um, contracted with to do lead gen, and then there was a number. I had a number of customers, but this one was I thought was going to do really well. And, um, so we were going after subprime, um, subprime buyers, like people who maybe had trouble credit, but the dealership had good cars for that and good lenders for that. So they really wanted to go deep and and that's very profitable for the dealerships. And that's what I like to go after what, you know, the high profit stuff. Sure. So we generated what I call high quality leads, um, in that space, um, Meaning specifically, we, we were, Uh
1: uh-oh, did I lose everybody? I'm still here. We're fine. The internet hangs every once in a
2: while, Mike, at least it does up here. My story's so boring that the internet's like, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm enjoying it. Keep going. Losing you there? Uh
2: Uh-oh. You guys oh, we lost.
0: Now it. we lost him. So if he had like a Wi-Fi connection it might not have been Strong enough for the live stream So anyway Mike Loved having you on I, I'd like to learn More about what you're doing I mean because I do Marketing as well and lead Generation is a very powerful and Important service that a lot of businesses Depend on so um, I think it'd be I'd be a lot of fun to learn more about What you're doing there Mike um, all right, Pete, it's just you and me again. Yeah. I'm so you want to wrap said. this bad boy up? You got some more yeah. things to share. No,
1: I, I think I'm done. Like I said, I'm going to um, send up the uh, thing so people can get the connection between Calypso and Davy Jones on you know, Calypso's know Right on. That wraps that up. Um, okay. Okay. No, but I, I'm, I'm going to look forward to Friday afternoons. I'm in a wind-down mode because it's the end of the work week, you know, but that doesn't stop me. I still work on Saturdays and Sundays because, yeah, I, you know, you never know what the squiggles are going to tell you. <laughs> what was really interesting was the question was asked, um, will the EMTs be able to do – other things that they do when our system is on the patient's head and that happened that question got asked of me uh, last week just before last weekend it was like a th- Wednesday or Thursday <coughs> so uh, one of my partners took a test they put the system on they took their blood pressure right? And we've got a sensor that goes on both sides of the head. All right. And lo and behold, when I got into the data, there's the hint, just a hint, that I'll be able to tell not only if they're using a blood pressure test, but which arm it's on. Oh, wow. Just just from our accelerometer data. And I mean... I went bonkers. I said, holy shit, this is very cool. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Well, you got to remember the brain is hemispherical, right? It it's, right. it's there's two halves to the to the brain connected mm-hmm. in the center, of course, but still two halves. And we're looking at both halves. Okay. So, if if they put a blood pressure and starting to put pressure onto the vascular system, okay, would it not reflect in the two carotid arteries going up to feed the brain?
0: Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Ah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I had a work-related
1: Eureka moment. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so we can say yes to the FDA on that part. Yes, they can do their blood pressure test. As a matter of fact, it helps us.
0: (laughs) Right, right, yeah. It kind of verifies that your system is responding appropriately. So, all good. Okay, well... Let's um, let's wrap this up. I mean, and, and let's pencil in next Friday at four. I'll I'll probably talk a little bit about it on Wednesday's podcast. We'll, we could talk a little bit more on the insiders group there in Facebook and see if we can get a couple more people involved and we'll make this a fun event.
1: Yeah. And if you're going to join, join on a wire. Don't go Wi-Fi. That's right. Now Mike's back. Is he? He's all right.
2: I'm back. Yay. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The maybe the Internet didn't want me to tell that story but i'm back. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're like so Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kat, so, so so anyway, we um we had, we generated a bunch of leads. Um and these weren't just like name, email, phone number leads. These were like they went through like a nine question survey um and mm-hmm. we generated a bunch of them and we weren't able to sell any cars. Um we weren't even able to set any appointments and it's because there was a follow-up issue. They're, they were just they were too busy to attend to the leads you know statistically eighty percent yeah eighty percent of of all sales happen on between the fifth and the and the twelfth contact point the mm-hmm. average salesperson makes three contacts right so there's this kind of disconnect that happens there so we went back to the drawing board. Um, connected with a bunch of different vendors and created this service at followupforme.com where we actually use an AI appointment setter and an AI um, conversationalist that talks to the leads on behalf of whoever the assigned agent is. Ah. Uh-huh. Which is. It, it it increases uh response rates. Response rates are typically somewhere in the twenty to thirty percent range. Um ours on average right now is hovering around sixty two percent in some areas. It's wow. like ridiculously high in some other areas spaces um, so I don't like saying the numbers because it sounds like I'm just making stuff up um, right. but you know the number that I'm comfortable saying is we get a 62% response rate and then of those we have a uh, more than half of them are actually scheduling an appointment um, to actually talk wow. to the real person so it's it's interesting um, because I get to use the system to sell the system Ah, so right. If you were to go to follow up for me.com and submit your information, you would be it would say that it's you know, you're talking to whoever the assigned sales representative is. Right. But there's I, I, like if it's me because I'm, I'm back on the phones and I'm talking to people, um, I will often get on the first phone call and say, OK, catch me up. You've been talking to the AI this whole time. Wow. And people go, what? <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, all those voicemails, the text messages, and I'll literally pull it up and show them on my screen the conversation that they had with the with the A.I. And then I just go, you know, my clothes is really good. Pete, you're going to love this. You ready? My clothes is. So if this worked on you, why wouldn't it work for you?
0: Ah, beautiful. And then it's I just take
2: Visa, Mastercard, or American Express, and then yeah. we just we just move on. Yeah,
0: good for you, man. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm happy about it. I was able to uh, leave the car business and spend a lot more time at home with my family and kind of re, re get my my life back. Because Pete will tell you, I was always at the dealership, like always juggling the plates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep doing that whole thing so um my wife is much happier
1: you just put a big thing on the table you were talking about leads and prospects okay Mm -hmm. where did i fit into those stats uh so you were a referral
2: um i I would i would kind of make you a referral because you were passed, remember, you were passed from uh, Matt Lyons to right. me right. At, at that dealership. Because I, uh, so because Matt and I worked previously at the store in Mission Valley. Um, and then he moved to the La Mesa store. And I, I literally just went to see him over there. And they made me an offer to come and join them at that store. Um, and I did. And then as I was coming in, Matt was making his exit and so he was like here you talk to this guy you guys would be a great fit and he's right i got a I, I i got a car deal and i got a friend
1: <laughs> there yeah,
2: you
0: go. yeah. Dad, hey, all right baby you me
2: ice cream last morning okay i'll get you ice cream oh mommy's home all right guys
1: show's over <laughs> all
0: right, <guys, laughs> nice right. in your
2: hey
1: Mike, you're not off the hook. You still owe me a page from my people page. on. Clips I'm going to go look
2: in my email right now and see what it is I'm supposed to be writing. I'm going to write. I'll write for you.
1: There we go. All right. All right, guys. I'll see you. See you, Mike. Thanks for joining.
0: Well, look at that. Oh, man. You know,
1: we were, very productive we were like
0: meeting. A, yeah, so. Oh, good. I'm happy for Mike because I, I follow him on Facebook and, you know, he's always talking about, you know, this AI technology that he has. And I wanted to talk to him to learn more about it. And he just gave me enough for me to jump in. I'm going to go check out his webpage. What is it? Follow up for me dot com. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. All right. He's a he's he, the let's, cool uh, guy. I mean. <laughs> yeah, he, he is above reproach. I, I like he's the. But yeah, he was my sales guy in a transaction. That people have nasty things to say about. Nobody likes dealing with a car salesman. Oh no! But, no. He, he, but Mike great. was really good. Yeah. And, and no. He question. took care, took care of me really well. So
0: right on. Well, I'm I'm happy for his success. I'm happy you met him because now I've met him and we're all connected together. So all good. Yeah. All right, Pete, have a good weekend and we'll, yep. we'll, we'll connect again real Where's soon. Where's my hand? There it is. See ya. There it is. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor. Subscribe and then share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let's continue the conversation on social media. Go to connectwithjohnny.com to get links to our social media content, audio podcast platforms, and to sign up for our mailing list. To be a guest, read my blog, or get more information, please visit johnreillyproject.com to get started.